Show broadcasting live from Zena TV in Los Angeles. This is where we elevate the creative cult. This is where creatives can be seen. Too. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for always watching us. I'm Poe. Okay, so today, June 19th, from 7 to 10:30 p.m. inside Metal Rise of LA Thrash Metal Screening Premiere at the Valley Plaza 6, 6355 Bellum Avenue in North Hollywood, the third title in the Inside Metal series. Rise of LA Thrash Metal is a documentary film focusing on the Los Angeles thrash metal scene of the early to mid 80s and is a follow-up to the first two Inside Metal titles, The Pioneers of LA Hard Rock and Metal and LA Metal Scene Explodes. So I'll see you there in just a few hours because I wouldn't miss it. And you can, you can check back on um, Bob Nalbandian's uh, episode of probably a couple months ago, Inside Metal, and he'll tell you all about more of it. Okay, so then on Thursday, June 22nd at 9.30 p.m., Evan Stone and the Translucent Ham Sandwich Band, that's this Thursday, at the CIA, a.k.a. California Institute of Abnormal Arts, 11334 Burbank Boulevard in North Hollywood. The CIA is a nightclub and sideshow museum, primarily hosting underground music groups, uh, performance art, movie screenings, and sideshow acts, including burlesque and freak shows. Evan Stone and the Translucent Ham Sandwich Band is an eclectic, multimedia, multifaceted group based in Orange County. The group incorporates improvisational music performed by a 10-piece band, accompanied by videos, a juggler, dancers, magicians, poets, actors, painters, and a mentalist. A smorgasbord of sensory overload. The THSB experience creates an undeniably unique atmosphere for both performer and audience member alike. And this is what's funny, too. In the audience, there's like horse people, horse heads, different characters. It's really a strange atmosphere. And I'll see you there. That's on Thursday at the CIA, North Hollywood. Check it out. If nothing else, it's an amazing, well, if nothing else, it's an amazing to, amazing thing to see Avanzona and the Translucent Ham Sandwich Band, but also to see the CIA. It's a, an amazing venue. They have live mummies there. Live mummies? Is that a thing? <laughs> Real mummies. Real mummies. And it's a freaky place. You'll love it. Okay. So today, speaking of, today... We're going dark to the vast world of punk rock and counterculture creatives via a dark comedy rocktopia film that's gathering a cult following, a film reflective of the writer's own life experiences, telling the tale of a DJ working in a telemarketing office with drug dealers, mental patients, ex-cons, and murderers. Please welcome filmmaker, DJ, musician, stylist, and the director-writer of Scumbag, Mars Roberge, along with the cast members, Brennan Keel Cook and Matt Stoner. Why, hi, Paulina. Why, hi. Nobody calls me Paulina. That's super Po Show. Po. Po. People do call me Po Show, which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> For show. Po Show, Po Show. I actually say that. Oh, yeah? Of course. I we're we're kind of on the same page here. Po okay. Show, Po Show. Okay, so um, what in the world are you doing? What a crazy <laughs> man this is. Well, we're traveling the world, spreading filth and uh, dismay from town to town. Started in the Netherlands, went uh, in the Queens, and I don't know. We've been developing a little bit of a following and uh, building a lot of hatred towards the mundane. And basically, it's a, we're I showing a movie. We're showing a movie. <laughs> we're showing a movie. It's a restricted movie, and uh, it's called Scumbag. It's about my life before, <laughs> before the show. Um, and of course, the Netherlands like it. Actually, the um, the theme music for my show is um, from the Netherlands. Yeah, it if well, you notice that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, the Netherlands, and we, we, we can we can swear on the show. Mm, fuck okay. yeah. Okay, so when <laughs> we had our world premiere <laughs> at the international 
film festival of Rotterdam. Um, you know, people said they liked it and stuff. And then I had like an old man come up to me who I guess was running their booth. And he said, scumbag, is that your movie? It was fucked. <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> did you say thank you? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I think he meant it in a good way, but I couldn't really tell. The <laughs> language good, barrier thing wasn't too happening. It's a good goal to have for that film. It's <laughs> fucked. Well, you know, I mean, it's, you know, reality is kind of hard to take sometimes. It's a reality. It's a know? reality film. Like, I didn't, like, go out of my way and make up anything. It's all pretty much You know, and really that was happened. weird, too. And, of course, I have this in my notes and was going to talk about it later. But you, you did say that. Like, when you decided to make the film, like, things, you, you have this memory of, like, the complete dialogue, word for word, of what happened and started writing it down. That's yeah. trippy. That's, like... Yeah, and, and that's weird, trippy shit, right? Yeah, there. it is. <laughs> and the people that it was about, I, I thought, I thought they were going to be angry with me because I portrayed everything in the exact light. So, a good example is like the foot fetish character. He came up to me all mad afterwards, and he said, "Mars, I never had a shirt that said Mike. It said MT on it. MT. N <laughs> none of the crack dealing, none of that stuff well, was see, like part. That's of kind of that, that. That's kind of what you're you, you're showing is that these are individuals. They're they're into individuality, and that's kind of the whole concept behind the film, behind be, behind the other film that you did. Um, and that that's cool. That's yeah, important and to then be the, your own self. The dark kind of character corny you know when people watch the film they'll see okay this guy's even beyond like there's some stuff he does that's not so accepted by society and i called him out and i said um well president trump does things that aren't acceptable to society. Well, th this is this is a little bit maybe i don't know uh maybe uh people will maybe be offended you know they they will be offended, but but the thing is, it was true to the, to to the character, and I was worried that he would put a hit on me for making this film, uh, even though I changed the names. And I called him out, you. and I said, um, you know, I'm, I I kind of said everything in this film, and he said, Mars, when you're an international criminal, there are no secrets. Then he started promoting our movie all over Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> see, that's the thing. Again, these are these are individual individualist. That's why they're put over there in this weird place because they're who they are and they don't they don't feel like they fit in anywhere except with other people that don't fit in anywhere, which is a whole thing in itself. Yeah, so in, in the movie Slacker, there were a lot of characters, and in this movie, there's 222 characters in this movie. Two so. is a good number. And these are two, two of the main characters. These are two these of the two. two and then there's 220 <laughs> left. Actors, yeah. 220 more. We couldn't pack them all. In yeah, this Brandon Keel. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> we tried, but uh, talk about orgy. Enough, enough guests for the next four years. Brandon Keel Cook plays Stewart, who's a junkie Newfie, and for those that don't know, that's like a derogatory term for like the Cape Cod of Canada, Newfoundland. <laughs> Cape and, Cod. And uh, and and uh, Matt Stoner plays a hated uh, cowboy named Travis. So Canadian cowboy. A Canadian cowboy. Canadian cowboy. I don't know if I've ever met a Canadian cowboy. Uh, by proxy, technically, now you have. The funny thing is the character oh. he portrays, the, the person that I loosely based it on, the person's name W he legally changed his name to Garth Brooks. This guy, even though he was oh, like, he did? no, the the, <laughs> the, the guy he plays, yeah. Garth. So did I, I would have been able to have a Garth Brooks in my movie. And then when Garth Brooks, I guess, uh, was going through a lot of personal problems, he wanted to change his name back, but he wasn't able to for some reason. <laughs> so he was stuck being. Uh, Garth see, I don't Brooks even right. know that story. I yeah. haven't been a Garth fan for well. Isn't I was gonna say that, but that's <laughs> rude and not nice. No, I like um. Um, friends in low places. That was Garth, right? Scare there you song. go. <laughs> <laughs> Be fitting for your movie, actually, in a sense, yeah. in a way. Um, more punk and not country. Yeah, country punk. Country. That's, That's <laughs> no, no. Actually, one of one of the founders of country punk, Cal Punk, the band was the Gun Club. Kid Congo Powers from that band Gun is in Club. the movie, and he was also in the Cramps. So it was like a um, he he stars as one of the characters. Well, there's scumbag. country metal now. Oh yeah. Yeah, that is a thing, yeah. No, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was actually a metal guy that went mm -hmm. country. And I'm like, oh, my God, one, one of my metal friends told me that. I'm like, oh, God. And he goes, no, actually, it's working for him. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I looked him up. It actually is working for him. So. Goth country, too. That's a oh. thing. I heard about Goth that. country? Goth country. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were black, typically, anyway. So what's well, there you go. So they're already pretty <laughs> they're much there. already yeah, halfway there. there. Yeah. Okay, so we better get on with it. So let's let's go to the trailer so we can check out kind of what <laughs> this is about. Check it out. Every new year, I tell myself, this year is going to suck, just like it did last year. And I'm never disappointed. 
I didn't piss on them. It was hot. We took our pants off. We had a sword fight. You stop following me or I'll rip your head off! <laughs> Ever since you got that job. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, I need a job. Hi, Mary. How are you today? Don't touch it. You're not allowed to look out this month. My mama made me so my wild oats. I made love with a back stroke. On a feet on a fast cause I'm proud. Let's get together for the lockdown. Well, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive now. So glad I didn't have to have a rape off with you. Rape off? Are you still in Prozac? Yeah. You want some? You're gonna burn the longest. I have got a hot date tonight. I got a date with dynamite. If you got the guts, we'll light my match. I got an itch that you can scratch. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm Same to you, buddy. So, what are you in here for anyway? <laughs> Why does everybody keep asking me that like I'm in jail? You don't seem like the rest of us. You and I, we're scumbags, Tona pirates. Those guys are full-on criminals. We should talk, but not here. All I'm saying is, get out while you can. Disappear, scumbag. You're calling me a scumbag? How dare you? Okay, so Scumbag is actually your second film. Yes. Um, and so before that, your other film came out, was it 2014 or 2015? 
2013. Oh, 2013. Yeah. Okay, because I know all I saw was awards in 2014 and 15, and that was um, that was seven years in the making, right? Yeah, and I I was working at that store, Patricia Field, yeah, in yeah. New York City. You can show that cover because this is actually a documentary. Yeah, it's about the Sex and the City stylist, Patricia Field, and her organic gang of club kids and drag queens that kind of took over New York. They still kind of do, even though her store's not there. And I worked at that store for 10 years. But it just closed, like a year ago. Yeah, and it was open for, I don't know, 50 years, yeah. Wow, that's cool in itself. So these are, it's in such alignment with your new film, because these are like outcast people. These are people that didn't fit in anywhere else, including the club kids, which maybe you want to tell the audience like what exactly this is to people who don't know. Okay, so so people that don't know, um, this might entice a lot of people to move to New York, but basically if you want to, if you have the ability to dress up crazy, look weird, and and, uh, you like partying and free booze and stuff um you can get over to new york meet people like you and they'll pay you a hundred bucks a night to go and drink for free and invite all your friends to go in for free and just get wasted for free and that could be your full-time job and you all have the flights united are now completely <laughs> booked just now <laughs> that's what a club kid is essentially it's a, um i want to do that it's a, whole, it's a whole culture in new york and it still yeah. goes on and lo- a lot of my friends are, are that i I used to be one. I was DJ Mars, and I always had horns and, and you stuff. You still go by DJ, don't you? I do when I DJ, but, uh, you know, things t- times kind of change and stuff. But uh, I, I still go back into their clubs, and I'll, like, do my homework and stuff because that was, like, where I would hang out uh, from midnight till 4 in the morning every single night of the week for about, I don't know, 10 years. So you've been back in that environment recently, back in New York, and is it uh, is it changed? Yeah, it's it's new and, and is it old. Revived? It's new and old. It's wow. it's new in that, like, Kayvon Zan has, like, his whole club kid thing going on at Webster Hall, and he threw a big after party for a North American premiere. And then, like, one of our main actors, Michael Alleg, who they made the movie pa- The Party Monster about, uh, Macaulay Culkin played him in The Party Monster. He stars in Scumbag. And he's uh, doing Monday nights at a club called Outrage every Monday, and it's like a lot so of the old and new and stuff. Yeah, as soon as he got out of jail, he started. He did our movie. No, but then he got back in for a minute. For a, a second, maybe. I don't even. Well, th- I don't even yeah. think he did. I don't. Oh, think you he don't. Did. He, no. no. But uh, I, I kind of tied into a lot of these people too because, like, I used to DJ with superstar DJ Kiyoki, who uh, was his boyfriend and the main yeah, DJ yeah. for that whole scene, and he's in her film as well. So. I've been a DJ for like 26 years, and um, New York, that setting was kind of more for me, whereas Toronto is where I'm from, and I worked there for 10 years working in clubs, but the, the kind of the more exciting scene up there was the goth scene, and, and I was a goth DJ that liked techno, and I was yeah, kind of yeah. not accepted by the two worlds, yeah, so you're in between as soon as I hit New York, yeah. I was kind of like, that was like a thing. Yeah, you can do whatever you want yeah. in New York. Yeah. But no <laughs> offense, I, I go back to Toronto a lot, I love all the people in New York and here, yeah. Go Toronto. Yeah. But uh, as far as LA goes, I'm just like concentrating on making movies these days. So I'm not really doing any parties out here unless, uh, unless you know, we have an after party for some screening or something. Well, yeah, and you just had one. That's kind of an interesting fact for Scumbag, right? Um, we actually haven't played in Los Angeles yet. No, We've no, no, not in Los Angeles, but in Toronto. The oh, yeah, the Toronto. The, the, the Club 22, what was it called? It was a Catch-22 Catch reunion 22. for a party I did in the 90s that the film is kind of about. How many people showed up to that party? A lot, a lot of people, yeah, but it was like there's like ten DJs all spanning over fifteen years, bringing out all their friends from back in the day. So, yeah, quite a bit of yeah. people, six hundred, eight hundred people. Okay, so we've got um, you, you've. Well, let's show the awards pictures. I know this is just one, but these are this is more recent, right? Hey. Wasn't this the most yeah? That was a festival? No, no, that was the first one. That was at oh, the, uh, was the International Film Festival Rotterdam, which I think is like one of the top three film festivals okay, in the world. Okay, you can just flip Those through them because there's yeah. <laughs> the white yeah, and that was at Queens World Film Festival in okay, New so York. Okay, so these are different ones. Where okay. we won Best uh, Ensemble. Award. There it is. When we were nominated against uh, Macaulay Culkin, a film that Macaulay Culkin is in. Yeah, and they won. That's awesome. Yeah, so we want we beat Macaulay Culkin uh, with our own Macaulay ha! Culkin. No. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Full circle. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird thing right yeah. there. Okay, so you want to get into some of these clips because we have lots sure. of clips of the actual film um, with Matt and Brennan, I think, is the first scene. Oh, hey. okay. um, 
establishing the craziness. So yeah. let's check this that out. First scene with these two guys, uh, well, together, you know, you'll see this is a typical day at the office. Typical day Brace at the yourselves. office. And they're not the main characters, but they're predominant. They're, they're definitely scumbags, and the scumbags are the main telemarketers. <laughs> There's a compliment <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, that's in this yeah context, it is. That's a actually, yeah. Quit playing cowboys and Indians and get the fuck back to work. Oh, well, you want to break your hand on my skull again? Ah, burned you, Tyler. Oh, hey, Phil. I hear you do video work. Yeah, I do uh, dance for Simon. Did you have a crew? Just me and my buddy. Hey, I'm going to hire you to film my show next week. Uh, okay. Hey, Phil. I was planning on going to the cemetery tonight, huff some glue, and run around naked. Want to come? So there's a little taste for you. Yeah, I was just gonna say it kind of comes full circle because the song playing was D.H. Pellegro. Uh, that he, he wrote it and he plays drums in the Dead Kennedys. He's also starring in our film. So like when I had a chance to use some of the actors' music, I did. And that was one of them. That's very very cool. I mean, just in in so many ways. Okay, let's go to let's keep it going. Let's go to um, the the good salesman Brennan. Yeah. Hi, Mary. How are you today? Now, what did I just do? Uh, you were louder. Exactly. We're getting rid of everything because of the flood. Yeah, that's right. A lot of shit got damaged. What's that? Oh, shit, Mr. Adams. Our furnace just went too. Now you try it. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh so what you're seeing there is that it, Michael Alec, the guy that made the Party Monster movie about, he plays a nerdy boss, a straight boss, training Princess Frank, who's been on the show before. Princess Frank's the main star He's in this movie. He's been on a couple times, yeah. And then, uh, then we, we, meet, uh, we meet Stuart. Brandon's character and he's just he's one of the better salespeople on the phone and it's yeah I kill it because who who cannot trust you yeah, exactly who could deny well, this face your character <laughs> uh yeah I play a uh, I play a junkie newfie telemarketer who's just this kind of creature I feel <laughs> that you've just written this this dude who comes in every now and then he's like this bit who just like say something really random <laughs> And uh, the the accent that I have is bonkers. It's uh, it's a it's a Newfoundland accent. Which how would you describe it? Like a like a twangy Irish Canadian yeah. dialect. That's really hard to to. to okay, but uh, this is off topic. But yeah. you have an Italian film coming up, right? I an do Italian have an Italian. Yeah. Okay, so do you have to have that Italian accent? Thank God, no. Oh, okay, okay, because no. you're really great at accents. My oh, God. well, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a I I YouTube plus. the shit out of them. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, no, the Italian film I'm playing an American, thank goodness, uh, writer. Or not. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, for this one, I, I did a lot of research. Um, for the, I remember having the audition. I got the audition maybe two nights before uh, for Scumbag, and then seeing that he had, it's a Newfie accent, and I had no idea what that was. So I, I did some research. I went on youtube and uh i looked up a bunch of videos and they talk so fast with this dialect oh yeah 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 it blows my mind you can't even you can't even decipher what they're saying just because it's like no 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 you know what i mean uh that's so, so hard for me that goes so far it goes yeah it's beyond me yeah, yeah, yeah. so but i mean i i you know every day i i, I uh, since i got the part i was just like trying to hammer it and uh he's a working actor <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the work. And uh, yeah, no, I it hammered it out. It's a very unattractive. I'm sorry to the people of Newfoundland, but I it's a very unattractive dialect. So I, you know, <laughs> yeah, in my opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So it's just this weird dude. Okay, let's go on to Brennan and his marital problems. Mm. Hey, Stuart. How's your wife? Oh, she carries around a fake penis in her pants and wants a sex change. Uh, he, he thinks you look like Plastic Man. That's because I am Plastic Man. Oh. All right. Well, there it is there. Hi, Plastic Man. Hi. The only way I can have sex with her is if I fuck her up the ass. Oh, buddy, I told you about her going to those lesbian gyms, didn't I? My wife. 
Okay, and then we need we need a clip of Matt. This well, is this is when he starts goes. getting broken down, right? Yeah, he basically Matt Matt's the kid that gets picked on. His character Travis gets picked on throughout the whole movie, and they end up breaking him down almost like the like private pile from uh yeah, yeah, yeah. full yeah. metal jacket was it? yeah, yeah. I think so. and um and and by the end he turns into he the bully clean. he turns into the bully that's uh that's been mocking him forever with gum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> travis well he's just travis i guess so you two really think you have what it takes to have a boner to sell some toner or is he elmo now what's your name ronnie stick a gum on no gum for you because this room is for closers, not posers. And if you want to learn to win, you have to learn to love Satan. You have to learn to love Satan. I'm gay! That was something. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. going to talk about the untold story that's now been told. I have with me today the director, writer, producer of the Inside LA Metal movie documentary, Bob Bandian. No one really talked no, no, about sure, yeah. the era, you know, the Van Halen era from the late 70s, because that was such a huge scene. Before MTV hit, before the Motley's Rats yeah. and all that, there was a huge, the huge scene rats in hit. LA. Isn't this great? Champagne on the set. Love it. LA Metal Scene Explodes, I think, had nearly 70 interviews. Check out the trailer for The Scene Explodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when Metallica started out in LA, they really weren't that great. Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, uh, Anthrax, uh, Frank Bellow. You know, so we got the big four in there. Three out of the four, big four were in LA, and then we have like suicidal tendencies, bands like Cryptic Slaughter. People were slam dancing and stage diving, so they got banned, so they ended up playing shows in, in places like Watts. Things switched up here a little bit, right? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know, we wanted to do, uh, a lot of people don't like to be called LA bands because it was so, uh, like I said, overshadowed by the glam scene. So a lot of these bands were embarrassed about side metal, San Francisco, Bay Area. You uh, traitor. Northern Bay, yeah. Well, you know, we, you did the LA and of <laughs> course, this, all the Bay Area people. Baby Pride. Really yeah. yeah, Baby Chris. So, you know, you gotta, you know. You gotta. It's a story that needed to be told. Hey, welcome back to the Hollywood Post Show. Okay, so on Thursday, July 13th, from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., Sound Barrier with Attack of the Rising at the Whiskey A Go Go, 8901 West Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. Sound Barrier, born to rock and now reunited. Signed by MCA in the early 80s, but they were challenged with racism. Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine requested their reunion and produced their new single, I'm Just a Man, released on April 28th. If you haven't gotten it yet, get it. It's good. An Attack of the Rising with a vision, desire, and passion for hard music with a purpose. Here it is, let loose upon the world, music and ideals, views, social, political commentary. This is In Your Face. Wake the fuck up. Think for yourself. Be an individual. Attack of the Rising. Doors open at 8 p.m. Discount tickets available at attackoftherising.com. And on Saturday, July 15th, Jack Russell's Great White back in the South Bay at St. Rock 142 Pacific Coast Highway in Hermosa Beach, California. It's been over 30 years since Great White started it all in the South Bay. And Jack Russell, the original voice, is still going strong. Jack is back. Performing all the Great White's greatest hits, uh, plus some tra tracks off the new album he saw it coming in a rare and intimate club setting. Once Bitten, Twice Shy, Rock Me, Save All Your Love, Call It Rock and Roll, Face the Day, Big Goodbye, Mr. Bone, Lady Red Light, All Over Now, On Your Knees, Can't Shake It, Desert Moon, and the list goes on. Tickets $20 available at SaintRock.com, due to be sold out, so you get your tickets in advance. Doors open at 8, show at 9 p.m., 
21 and over. And if you haven't gotten the new album, get it now. It's good. So that's pretty exciting. Jack is back. Jack was on the show. That was um, January 23rd, I think. So check out that episode. Jack is alive and well. But he can't drink anymore. (laughs) 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 Or he won't be alive and well. But that's okay. He didn't see that coming. I asked him and he said, nope, didn't see that coming. Okay, so you have some, you have a really interesting kind of kind of twist on this whole scumbag film in creating your own genre, basically. And I don't know, know if we have time to get into the, the whole, um, you know, the, uh, the rules of your genre. But um, part of it is having these music videos, cause it's, or music, music. Yeah, basically. What do you call that? Like a musical. You have these little musical parts in there. Mm. Yeah, and, and I kept going back and forth with somebody that was like, y- it has to be a musical or or not. And I was like, why? You know, like well, I, I watch you. music videos I don't that like I like, and they put dialogue <laughs> like in music videos. Like I don't like rules. I don't like following rules. And um, and so so there was I get inspired by music more than I actually do watching movies to make movies so I like write a whole movie based on music that I hear in my head so like some points I just had to like go right into like a music video and it's like a segue um, in in to kind of emphasize what's going on and this is one of them delicate boy you want to talk about it for a second? Yeah, this is the extended version, which turned into be her whole music video. But if you focus on about the first 30 seconds or whatever, that's actually in our film. Very cool. Okay. By Camille Waldorf. Let's check it out. Delicate boy, delicate boy, delicate boy. 
delicate boy, delicate boy, delicate boy, delicate boy, delicate So that was. Oh, are we on? Yeah, that was "Delicate Boy" by Camille Waldorf, and she sings this song in the movie. And and how I was saying how I go break into music videos for Rocktopia, it has to be a song actually written and performed by one of the actors in the movie. So I put a lot of musicians in my movies, and she wrote that song and sang that song like that. And that's part of the definition of the genre. Yes, and uh, also that you have rules. I have a lot of rules. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I also have to but have over 200 rules. accents. That's okay. He doesn't like to follow them. He likes to make them. I like to make them, yeah. <laughs> to make, so that way it makes sense. It goes back to when I was in film school and the professors would argue with me, so I'd have to go and bring up all these rules to kind of make my point, and then, an they yeah, yeah. and then they wouldn't that. talk to me. And then they wouldn't talk to you. So that's why you do whatever you want now. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's yeah, I like out. it. When you, have, uh, when you make the rules, then you can kind of do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with painting. You know, uh, if you know how how it's done, and then fuck it, then you put that over there, and you do what you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, the main characters are are Princess Frank and Deborah Hayden. They play Phil and Christine. Uh, Princess Frank can't be here right now because he's a touring musician. He's playing in Port- Portland right now. He's a busy man. And, and Deborah wow. Hayden, she's practicing for a play that she's doing that's going to be um, July 4th to August 6th called Play Noir. Uh, PlayNoir.com. Where is that? Find out about it. Uh, the actors work out theater at 4735 Lancashire Boulevard, oh, okay, North cool. Hollywood. Very cool. So check that out, too. Okay, so we have a clip of those two together. Yeah, my, uh, since, since they're the main characters, what you're not seeing is um, how, how, how Matt Stoner kind of breaks down the office, breaks him. Uh, Phil is the new guy <laughs> at this company, and he starts getting broken down, and it's just slowly slipping through his conversations with his girlfriend who doesn't understand what's, what, what's new what with him. Rape-off? And mm-hmm. all the stuff he can just kind of just spew out there. So this is just their first kind of interaction after he started this job. What are you doing? I'm studying abroad. Sorry I'm working so much. It's okay, it's like I'm an old war veteran with no arms and legs I can only think about masturbating. Oh my god, I'm so fucking tired. You're tired because you party all the time. It's not partying, it's promoting. I promote, that's what I do. Yeah, I, I know promoting, I know promoting. I'm the one that put up all your posters, remember? Yeah, thanks for that. Oh, I remember, I need a hockey stick. Hockey stick? Yeah, I'm gonna go play hockey with the guys. Seriously? With the... The telemarketers? There were people too. I told them you'd come. We need a cheerleader. You should come. Come on. Give me an A. Ow. Can he punch you? <laughs> really? Oh. You. <laughs> Ow. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> we're good now. We're good. Yeah, we're good. So glad I didn't have to have a rape off with you. Rape off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. Okay, we're we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
right to me. They didn't even get you guys. <sighs> well, these two oh. were kind of. Did you come out of the closet on the movie? You did, didn't you? Kind of. <laughs> He's or was that gay. just a say? <laughs> I, I, that was, that was uh, a reference to something that happened earlier in the film. Yeah, he's actually They're not gay, so that's what makes it even confusing for the people that he's and This is a very confused character. Wasn't there, was, there was a note at some point that he was like schizophrenic? Well, a lot of or cowboys he, he are poets, so that in itself is kind of confusing. Yeah. A lot of they, cowboys they, also They walk around, and, and I have no problem with gay people <laughs> at all, but they walk around, and their gay references are kind of like to prison talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely for another time. It's, uh, in an office, you know, not quite. Uh, yeah. yeah, politically yeah. correct by today's standards. Okay, so were you guys gonna kiss? Is that what you guys were just gonna do? I mean, on camera, <laughs> or should we go straight to your masturbation clip? Masturbation clip. Oh my god, <laughs> we're going straight to. So this is yeah, <sighs> this is what's okay. Um, I can't wait for your mom to see this. Yeah, you might want to. <laughs> care. Dad will care close your mom. eyes. Sorry, Carrie. All right. Here okay, here we go. Yeah, I heard Kuth was at your concert. Uh, what did he say? He called us a fag metal band. I even invited the motherfucker over and he said, fuck off. Hey guys, we're a fag metal band. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you are. No shit. <laughs> You're a fag metal band. Hey, I told you not to fuck with me or I'll knock the shit out of you, you fucking mama loo. <laughs> fuck. Fuck <laughs> off. I think that's so funny. It, 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 it seems like now there's like a line outside that door waiting for their turn. Yep. It's my <laughs> award-winning oh, were you, moment. Were, were you next in line again? You cut lines back to the front? Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> how I do. Yeah. Back to back. So Jeez. go out and see it. <laughs> yeah, right. Is there, is there a that doesn't sell you. Is there a bucket right there? <laughs> oh, of course. There's a hat, actually. Open hat. Uh, <laughs> speaking of... Is speak- it it's Matt's hat. It's Matt's. Speaking well, yeah, of which, hiding in the corner, we have the, the lead singer from the Circle Jerks actually in this movie is Keith Morris. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Circle Jerks. I thought Jerks. you were going to say in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, I'm very proud of that clip. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I, I'm remembered by that for years. <laughs> okay, ago. so you, we need to we need to wrap it up. Okay. So where can we find you guys? Let's start with you guys. Where can we find you guys? Go for it, Matt. Quickly. Uh, all socials: Matt Stoner, actor, MattStoner.com, and I'm in Hollywood. All the time. Hollywood Find all the me. time. On the street. Ooh. I am at the Brennan Keel Cook uh, on Instagram. Also Brennan Keel Cook on Facebook. Uh, you can catch me on Fear the Walking if you Dead. Can. Uh, yeah, right. And then, uh, yeah, catch me around. Yeah. Catch and, me outside. And for us, uh, for the Fine. film, um, it's www.scumbag-movie.com. Go there, see about our upcoming screenings. Our next screening is that we're having in the Brooklyn premiere at Art is Alive Film Festival. Just go to facebook.com, AIA Festival. And that's on July 23rd at uh, Lantern uh, Hall. And the that's address cool. for that, that's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, 52 Harrison Place. It's going to be a brunch, uh, 11, 11 o'clock a.m. screening. Uh, and and we're, I'm going to be there along with the cast and crew for Q&A. Afterwards, we're having a big party at a new cafe opening up down the street called the Caffeine Underground. And uh, the address for the Caffeine Underground is... Because it's not even open yet. Four four seven Central cool. Avenue, corner of Putnam. It's almost like they're opening for our, very, our very party. Cool. Yeah, Woo. very very. And, cool. and I'm Mars Roberge, and just uh, you can right now follow me. Anything to do with the movie? Okay, and yeah. we're leaving leaving with a music video. You want to give that a little uh, a little 
Yeah, this is Enesh, uh, the main guy behind KMFDM, uh, and he's uh, this is a solo project. I directed it. It has lots of club kids. It's all scenes from the movie. He performs a song in the movie. Uh, catch him as he's touring around. He was at our German premiere at Too Drunk to Watch Film Festival in Berlin. <laughs> punk, punk Film Fest Berlin. Shout out to those guys. Okay, so check out Scumbag. Check out what's going on with all of these guys, and uh, ciao for now. Thanks for watching.